Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today we have Matt Newman from iRod Fishing along with uh, Ben Seacrest is sitting in because we did the double episode thing where Ben's came out on Monday and then uh, this is Matt's today. So Matt gives us a breakdown on how iRod started, um, also gives us a breakdown on his uh, tournament angling and his big bass fishing. He has a cool video from uh, the early 2000s where I guess he had some amazing days on uh casitas but uh he gives us a whole breakdown it's it's a great episode and we talk about all kinds of stuff we talk about getting pissed off at people and learning how to be calm and a little bit of everything you know but uh yeah check this episode out again please come down the 19th to ambitious sales we're gonna have the shirt release we're adding one more vendor only because uh He's coming down with Caesar, so it's going to be uh, the additional will be toxic bait, baits, toxic, bleh, toxic baits, and blinked. So uh, we'll probably have a podcast with them too, and uh, we'll have mutiny, the dark waters, haggard pirate, and lateral vision. So come down, check it out, buy a shirt when it comes out, order it online. There'll be a link somewhere you can find it. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. Later. Ambitious Sales is a microbrewery located in the beautiful community of Bixby Knowles in Long Beach, California. They serve classic beers styled with unique ingredients that are perfect for both the craft beer enthusiast and those new to craft beer. Beer isn't your thing? This is still the spot for you. Ambitious Sales prides themselves in offering beers that even the non-beer drinker may enjoy. If you still can't find a beer you dig, then sip on some homemade cold brew coffee or their refreshing cold pop. So tell me about the beer you say. There's Floor, a Belgian table beer brewed with chamomile, lavender, and strawberries. There's Mangoes. A tart German wheat beer brewed with sea salt, coriander, and mangoes. And there's Next Collar, a hazy IPA brewed with 100% mosaic hops. Enjoy any of these in their laid-back tasting room where you can listen to some eclectic tunes, play a classic board game, and order tasty pizza from next door. If pizza isn't your thing, you can bring any outside food and pair it with one of the 12 beers on tap. The tasting room is kid and dog friendly, and did I mention they have a patio where you can enjoy a light, crisp beer while soaking in the California sun. So what are you waiting for? Check out Ambitious Ales, located at 4019 Atlantic Avenue in Long Beach. Cheers. I do intros now, so we don't have to fucking go around the room and, okay. you know, I think I, I, I don't like doing intros because I feel like it takes away if like we're talking right now. So it's just easier. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. How's the whole iRod thing going? I mean, uh, it looks good on Instagram. A lot of people are using 
Yeah, no, you know? it's um, we've stepped it up. The Instagram, it's, yeah, we've had that page for ten years, and I um just too busy fishing and trying to run the company and then it kind of dawned on me how important it is so we've uh definitely stepped it up it's fun it's fun actually when you accept it and then um <laughs> <laughs> i love that yeah. when you accept hey yeah i gotta fucking do instagram this sucks but i gotta do I it i gotta do it and then you fight it for a little bit you're like i hate this yeah and then you start going you know this is fun you start interacting with people and it's, yeah. it's more positive than that actually there's no negative it's, yeah uh, it, I love the messages you get. You're like, wow, I didn't realize I was affecting this many people over there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's it's been a plus. And it's it's fun every morning to kind of come up with something. Yeah. How so, long have you had the company now for? It's going on 11 years now. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So it's well, been, uh, I, know, I can't even, it seems like so long ago. It does, but it doesn't, right? Yeah. 11 years ago, I'm like, man, that was, that's not that long ago, but it is. You're getting old. You know, do you have kids? I don't. You no, don't? I don't. Oh, wow. No, I've been uh, too man. selfish with my time. Hey, <laughs> that eye rod right there is your kid, right? That's it your is. baby. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, uh, it's all I do, really. I mean, between it's work and then, I, oh, I got a day to go fish. Yeah. So it's that's pretty cool program. But, but you're doing what you love. That's the I coolest do. thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, every day I get to sit in the office and talk fishing. Yeah, right? I mean, what more do you want? Yeah, yeah. You got to hear some redundant stories sometimes, but uh, it's, uh, I'm blessed. Been very, very lucky. Yeah. But this worked out. I mean, it was uh, it was a dream, a kind of like a let's try this. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it worked out really fast. I had a lot of help. You know, obviously I was fishing full time when I started. So all of the, the press guys I'd worked with really backed me that first year. Yeah. And really launched the company. That's so, awesome. um, yeah, I've been blessed. <laughs> and what is your what do you do uh, in the company, Ben? What's your position? I do like sales and marketing, but I okay. think more he does a lot more of the marketing. I guess what I do is um I watch day to day in and out of the stores, listen to things, come up with ideas. I mean, what we try to do is I've got a lot of knowledge from thirty five years in the industry and we try to figure out how some of the things might apply to, to Matt's business. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah that's a I mean, yeah, you got a lot of experience. I mean, I run into Ben probably a couple times a, a month or every other month because he's at performance or wherever. You know, yeah. yeah. He's well, I'm there. just a performance slut. I'm always there. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always stop by and say hi. But yeah, I mean, and the one thing that I do love about iRod, I didn't buy iRod in the beginning, but I love Lou's Reels. Yeah. And I love that combo. It looks good, dude, doesn't it? It, <laughs> it does I look good. I know which one he's talking yeah. about. Dude, too. that comp. Well, this is the thing: is I had my lose for uh, this black one right here. Not this one, but another one. Uh, I had it for eight years. This huh? pulled in a seven and a half calico from the beach. <laughs> this is my surf reel, uh-huh. and I never serviced it. Yeah, well, yeah. Now, now the Paul's not working. That's it. Wow. I mean, I love them, dude. They're they're great reels, and they're like eighty bucks. I bought wow. another one. I'm like nothing. You, you, know? Know, you know who makes those? We were talking about it. Yeah. Right. Yep. Just letting you know. <laughs> Who makes them? Somebody, some a friend of mine makes them. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So the they thing about They stopped making the best reel, though. They had that 300 size that's blue and white. It was, uh, a, it was a salt one. Yeah. They yeah. don't make another 300 now? But it was a certain salt one yeah. that was fucking The, the bad. best reel that they make, if you really want to check it out, it's called the Super Duty 300. I, that's a new one, right? Uh, it's not that new, but people just passed Probably over a cu- it. A couple years old. They passed over it because it was the cheapest one. It was really a workhorse. It was I hundred bucks two or three years ago. It's probably one hundred and seventy nine now, which is a great deal. Yeah, it, it reminds me of my love affair with the. 
Cardiff. Oh Cardiff my God, Mayor. here we go. Here we yeah. go. It's the cheapest real Shimano make. Is that what and you use throwing big baits? Yep. Really? And there's a reason. There's a reason. A, our rods are light, and I hate putting on heavy reels. So yeah. And obviously, I've been using that reel before our rods came around, but uh, that reel is made of a, quote, cheaper metal. I don't yeah. know. It's like pot metal or something. It's really, it's really lightweight. So you hold it, you're like, mm, it's cheap, it's light, it's probably going to fall apart. It's a and, cast reel. That's why it's so. That's why it's so light. Yeah, and it's it, exactly, and it's um, it's a slow gear ratio, and 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 there's only one other reel they make, and it's that Calcutta D, and only one of them. I think it's only the four hundred or three hundred is mm-hmm. the only one with a low gear ratio. So that Cardiff, I bought probably three of them about whenever they came out, eighteen years ago. Yeah, I still have them. I've never serviced them, and I fish swim baits. Solid. That's a big deal. It's a to, big deal. To say about a reel. A cheap reel. 18 years and not servicing a cheap, like... I got six of them, and they're all on my swim bait rods. They've never come off. What, the kind, of fish, what kind of fish you caught on those reels? Oh, I mean, everything. To, I mean, the biggest... I mean, size, like swim bait fish. My biggest... It's frustrating, because I've had clients where I've made the cast, <laughs> and I've handed them off, and I had a 17 and an 18 Oh my clients, God. so I can't call them mine, even though I swung on them and handed them. But I've had... Um, my biggest is only 14. Okay. 14, so it does kind of irritate Only. me a bit, but I've had, <laughs> I, I mean, I've hundreds over 13. Yeah. And in the beginning, it really wasn't that hard to find a teener. Mm-hmm. It's hard now. I'm struggle. I struggle. I really do. But yeah, you have to have that. I'm gonna find the lake that has it. And I'm gonna hit it hard, nonstop. And those lakes uh, are diminishing greatly right everything's now. Everything's up north. You think right now? I would, yeah, I don't know. I don't fish the San Diego lakes, and I don't know if they're still getting trout or if what's left in those. I still see some pretty big ones. Yeah, but yeah, the northern lakes are. It's the only way. Do you to fish do it. a Diamond Valley? I and don't, and no. I. It's a. I've only fished it a few times, oh, and the really? drive is a. It's a no, awkward drive. It's a far for me. It's an hour and a half. Oh, for me, it's two and a half, and it's that weird. Do I want to spend two and a half to go there? I could just go another Just-dig. hour and be at the Delta or something. <laughs> yeah, <you know>? So you're from a, Thousand Oaks? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah. I've just moved there about a year ago. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, that, that Cardiff reel is uh, it's cheap, and I, I can't say enough about them because they're low gear ratio. They don't break. And they're, yeah. like, they're like 100 bucks. Do they still make them? Yeah. So yeah, they do. Paul, and not overstepping, you know, because I'm hearing things, but Paul was talking to someone from Shimano, and uh, he was told that the reason they keep that reel in business is because of me and Paul. <laughs> we have, we have promoted it so hard for no the way. last ten years. He said that the reason it's still there is because we keep promoting it. That's cool. And I don't, you know, people go, "What do I get? What do I get?" Dude, just spend a hundred bucks. You're you're set. Now that's a hood reel. I don't use it for my glide baits. You you need a faster ratio, mm-hmm. and I use three hundred Corados is what I use um, for all my glide bait stuff, all my braid bait stuff. But uh, huds, it's a special setup. All my swim baits, they need to be round slow. And I still want them slow. I mean, that thing's a five to one or something yeah. really slow. And I want—I yeah. take about six seconds to get the whole handle around when I'm fishing a, when a full-size hood. That's some discipline right there. It becomes, yeah. It started <laughs> off as discipline where I literally had to count. And you're like, oh, I'm going too fast. Slow down. And now it's just its just there. You know, you, yeah. you look down and you're like, man, that finger is barely moving. But as soon as you, that, that combo goes under my arm and you grab that reel, it just, doot, you're right there. You're like, oh. And you could be fishing a buzz bait. Or a jerk bait a minute before, but as soon as I pick that bait up, you're like, "Damn, there it is!" <laughs> and it just the butterflies. Yeah, you know, I can't. It's hard to get it from anything else. I guess that I hate the saying. It sounds stupid, but the tug is the drug. 
to the bite, the the bone. Yeah, yeah, that deep. I love glide bait fish because it's visual mm-hmm. and, and it's you know they're big ones. It's so fun, but ultimately that deep thud. The huds are fun on the fives. They're all it's all epic, but the deep hud that's my jam right there. Yeah. And then winding it over, and I get lost. You know, I've I've written articles about being the bait, and and every time you cast it, and you hit that first thing, and your head just goes, "What is it? What is he doing?" And then you can creep up the rock to rock, and I'm going to make him oh the stick, and I don't like the sticks. You twitch it like he went, Woo. and then you just get lost <laughs> in the bait. And yeah. then when you get that bite, it's. I mean, I always call out the bite before I swing. Sometimes I'm bit, and then I, oh, oh, I got to swing, and uh, it's, I don't care if it's a four pounder. It yeah, it's uh. It, that's the best. You know, you can get a buzzbait fish that's four pounds. It's not as exciting. It's blow up. It's red. It's visual. Yeah. It's, that thump for me is where it all, it's all that. No, definitely. Now, when you started iRod, did you make specifically for swim bait fishing? Yeah, that was the first thing I actually okay. did. So I, I was sponsored by a company called Fig Rig, and mm-hmm. they were a musky company, and he approached me to help him build some signature rods for swim baits. And we did, and they worked pretty well. And... um then he was starting to get out of the business and he said, let me help you start one, which well, I hadn't thought about that. And <laughs> he goes, you do a whole line. I go, no one's going to buy a Matt Newman drop shot rod. <laughs> so I decided just to make it a company, not based on me. I mean, I'm the owner, but it's not Matt Newman's signature or anything. Yeah. And um, swim baits were the first rods I had designed before. So I used those as kind of, I improved on the ones we built. And now we have... I think we got like five or six dedicated swim bait oh, rods wow. from, from every action to you know, multiple in the heavies with different tips. You know, for a glide bait, you want a softer tip. I like a crisp tip for a deep hud. Um, so yeah, we've got a really wide, wide selection of swim mm-hmm. bait rods along. I mean, we have 30 something rods just in Genesis. Okay. So we try to cover it all. Yeah. And then, uh, what made you, who helped you get into the salt water? Game um, a little more like when you're like, okay, I'm going to, you know. It was uh, Mark, Market Performance. Really? Yeah. He, uh, he kept, you know, he, he, was, he, was, he called me and said, you know, I'd like to get some rods. So he reached out, which was rad. And I've always loved Mark mm-hmm. from the get-go. I was shocked because he has his own rod line. It's his yeah. deal. But he's, um, he's always supported the locals. And obviously, we were part of that little group coming up together. And he's, you can see he's surrounded by all the guys that grew up with him, and they're all successful guys now in the industry. Yeah. So he's been this, like, he's, he's pretty important. You know, he's got this, uh, he's important to me. I mean, I wouldn't be in the salt water if he hadn't bugged me and bugged me, and then he made it easy. He's like, come into my booth, start with a few rods, and we'll do it that way. I'm like, ah, I got nothing to lose with two or three rods. And uh, it flowed, and I'm still, I still do Fred Hall with Mark, and I, yeah, I met you there. You probably don't remember. You're yeah, 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 absolutely. I met yes. you at the Fred Hall. Actually, mm-hmm. Mark introduced me to you. Yep. Yeah, last year. I was my first Fred Hall, so, so uh, I, I was. it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, we've talked about doing our own booth at Fred Hall because it's a good show for us. Yeah. But I can't, I can't leave Mark right now. He's, he's, I'm like, he's got me here, and I, I owe it to him, so... And I feel like a, a couple other dudes do the same thing. Doesn't uh, Afrin do the same? Afrin does it, yeah. I mean, so you, I could see that, like, ritual, yep. you... You know, mm-hmm. Afrin, Kicker sure, Jigs, yeah, Kicker. Kicker jig, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of guys that he, and, I, he, and Mark's such him. a good, like even when I first started fishing, like Calico, I went in there and he talked talked me for an hour. It's like how many tackle shops do fucking dude the owner yeah. talk to you for an hour when you walk in? And, he, not, and he's sincere. Yes, he's sincere. He's not like not trying to get you as a follower of the yes. store. He's sincere. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, so that's cool that he pushed you in it. Now, when you started designing the salt rods, mm-hmm. uh, did you, since you, were you never really a big salt guy? Oh, I was. You um, were? Okay. I was into salt as a kid. Uh, when I say a kid, I'll take that back. I probably got into it when I was 17. Okay. And I was working at a tackle store, and the owner kept going, you have to catch a tuna. And they pull hard. <laughs> and I go, I 10 pounders pull pretty hard. Yeah. And he's, mm, you got to get one. You got to catch one. And finally, I walked into the shop one day, and he had rods stacked up. because I got you a ticket. Go. And oh, uh, cool. I remember the first one, everyone was catching tuna. They just, they stopped the boat and everyone's getting, oh, wow. And they're getting like 20 pounders. And uh, I couldn't get bit. And I'm going, oh, I got to get one. So I ran up to the bow and I got bit and I swung on it and the thing, you know, pulling. And I go, this, this isn't a 20 pounder. Like, this is an epic big one. And I got it in after this crazy bow, it was 15 <laughs> pounds. And <laughs> it's like, wow, these things pull really hard. I remember the first thought that went through my head, I remember loading up on it and start dumping drag and the first thing went in my head was man i wish i could do this on my own boat but at the time no gps really yeah. I mean, this is 20 something years ago i uh you're like man it's, the cattle thing's cool but i wish i do it on my own boat and then fast forward six years ago when they got really close that inspired me to buy a little boat and it uh it all came back because I, I kind of fell out of it. Bass fishing just took over life. And you really can't, if you're serious on bass fishing tournaments, you can't do anything else. Yeah. Literally, you can't. I mean, it's it's pre-fish, 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 prep, prep, prep tournament. And, and it doesn't stop. You're, it's every single weekend. And that was my life for 30 years. Wow. I mean, I lost. I didn't lose. I mean, I, I was missing weddings, best friends, parties. I mean, all the stuff that you should be doing. <laughs> I, are I you was, married right now no 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 oh not. man Again. you're all you're all in i am yeah and it's I, I've, I've had a girlfriend for a long time and needed need to probably step up to the plate there oh, but, um, she's not listening to this <laughs> <laughs> well maybe yeah she probably is <laughs> um so yeah no well I, that's cool she's supportive you know like it, having it, a sibling like or not a sibling but a wife like my wife yeah you know is pretty supportive we need them need them yeah you got to make him happy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Men knows, huh? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when you uh, you had your first line, so the swim bait rods, uh, did you have drop shot rods too? All the, yeah, I started did the, everything when you did the first line. So the first line started with 10 rods. Okay. And it was three dedicated swim bait rods. Mm-hmm. So it was only seven other rods. And um, I thought, we'll start with 10. And uh, Fred Rabanis signed up with us before the company started okay. it was all just uh this is what i'm gonna do and he jumped on board it was really cool S- super big help mm-hmm. um and the it really took off it took off fast i mean we went from 10 to 15 models probably the first year wow and uh and now like i said we probably have 60 SKUs total wow that's a lot man a lot of warehouse <laughs> stock because you gotta keep a lot of rods you can't just keep 20 rods because that's it's gone in a minute yeah so. But, um, wow. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, you know, a lot of help, a lot yeah. of help from good people. Yeah. And, um, and then you just have to have that blinders on that, you know, cause you got big companies kind of chipping away at you sometimes. You really? Know, if you start, yeah. I've had that. I've been, I've had a few, you know, run ins with some other companies and I just kind of, instead of getting emotional, you put the blinders on and just keep moving forward. That's, that's it's what a you good, do. A good thing to say for people to listen to, you know, because it's easy to get emotional. To, and a lot of negativity nowadays. They, well, it's easy it's because insane. anyone could put whatever they want on the internet. 
Yeah. Anyone could shit on you anytime they want, and you can't really say anything back. If you do, you look like you're scared. <laughs> you know, so I just run it off your back. You yeah. know, I um I don't have a bad thing to say about other companies. No. I mean they've um they're killing it. Some of these companies are killing it, and I don't look at other companies. You know, I maybe it's a, a flaw of mine, but I don't even pick up other companies' rods. I've um I just saw you pick up a Phoenix rod right I now. did. I, I was <laughs> I saw, it was right next to one of mine. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> um, but I don't, and it's, I don't know if it's a good thing, but I don't play with other companies' rods. Um, I don't, I don't want any um, preconceptions in my head. So I copy. So everything, I, re- I mean this, and you know, I've, everything I've created is how I think it should be. Uh, and I use the pros, obviously. I mean, the, I'm very, I lean on the pros heavily, actually to the point where, if they want something and I kind of disagree, mm-hmm. I won't stop it there. I'll go, I disagree. You should do this, this. It might be better sales, but this is your rod. You ha- you're the one that has to talk about it. Okay. So I'll, I'll do it. And we really haven't had any fails in the long run. I, I disagreed and went, wow, that worked out. You, you had a vision and, and it worked out. When you're doing the, uh, like, um, Testing out the rods with them. Who's wrapping the rod? Are you wrapping rods? No, or no. I just the test out part. I'm not. I know it's a different story when you're doing something yeah. big like you are. But when you're like going, okay, let's make some changes. Do you have a guy you go to? No, to do that? it's uh, it's expensive. It's it? uh, I have to have them made in Korea. Okay, and then shipped over. And that's the tough part. The shipping over. Yeah. Sometimes we'll go through you know five or six models. Wow. Um, we're. I've never had. Actually, we're going through one right now. That's been a real test um it's gonna come out epic is this for fresh salt it's fresh okay yeah it's a new fresh line that we're actually doing for another company okay but he's got some fantastic pros involved so i'm working directly with them oh amazing and um it's again it's it's so cool because it's it's, it feels like we're starting a new thing even though it's nothing to do with me it is but it isn't Uh, but i get to talk to new pros and um we've got some rods we've you know, he's, he's very anal. It's got to do this, this. Okay, we'll try it. No, no, two more inches. Okay, cool. We'll, so we're going to get it right. Who does that moving? The moving. Like, you know what I'm saying? Say so, like your guides. Yeah. Like, are you're not going to go back to Korea to get that. Oh, yes, we do. You do. Every single time. Because you have a certain guy you're going to there that's going to fix that it's, one rod? Well, it's you know when you saying? say fix, it's the blanks. The blanks. Are, so you can't just... Uh, so like, we'll oh, get so a you're, rod. Not, you're not worried about where the guide is. It's where the blank is, how the blank is. Exactly. Works. The okay. perfect, perfect scenario is here. We just created a new rod for Kaimana. And mm-hmm. it's um, it was kind of created for this this uh, hookup bait, kind of tube bait style half ounce stuff. Because we are we have a very unique fishery going on up in um, Ventura right now. Where yeah. We have so much red crab mm-hmm. and sea bass traditionally are, you know, find them, anchor up, or you have to wait with squid, wait, wait, wait. This is the funnest fishing I've ever done. <laughs> We're fishing tubes and all the fish are on the crab and you're chasing bird schools because they're pushing all the crab up and we're firing these things in and we're only letting them sink five, eight feet. And if they don't bite, you're past them and we're burning it in. So it's, it's actually a surface fishing like and those bass. aren't that heavy, right? The the ones you're throwing are five eighths. They're re- no, they're a quarter. Quarter? Yeah, they're really light. So we've been oh using a regular rod because you want. Yeah, you know, we were using three eighths, but you know they circle around. But yeah, that, you want to stay in that. If that fish isn't looking and it dumps past him, you're not getting bit. So the lighter you go, the longer you're in that five foot span. Yeah. So we keep going lighter. The plastic holds it up a little bit. So we were, I was finding I was, you know, our 804 is, it's got balls and it catches those 40 pounders, but it, 
I was wearing myself out pushing castability, right? Pushing yeah. it too much instead of letting the rod load. Mm-hmm. So we came up with a new rod to make just basically for that an 803, and Ben took it to Cedros, and he came back with feedback, and it was it needs more shut off. Right. Which we both I knew it secretly. I didn't want to put anything in his head, <laughs> which he, is cool of you to do, not to go. Maybe you think you just let it happen. That's that, yeah. You know? I wanted I wanted to see, and he. I mean, it was. It was exact, you know, like yeah. he's like, it needs. And I go, yeah, I know. And he goes, what? like two feet more in the back. Well, dude, that's it. You know, we, <laughs> we both knew it. So now we go back to Korea and I said, okay, let's move the backbone up, you know, 15 inches, shut oh, it off there cool, dude. and we'll get the blank and we'll test it. No, it needs another six inches of shut off like that's So that's the game we're playing. Of, wow. you know, if the tip's right, you know, there's so many variances, but we do, we have so many models out now. We have a good place to start. I think that's great. You're building a rod around that bait. It's a necessary. I do. I, that's awesome. Because even so, some people won't cop to it. Everybody's using that bait. It's. It, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's. I, I I know what you're saying, and I'm gonna avoid that conversation. <laughs> and no, no. But I'm okay. Let's just say a tube bait. A tube everybody's bait. using yeah. a tube bait Everybody right now. Is. Okay. You and no. I, I I agree. Even though you know, people that doesn't matter. <laughs> Uh, you, people will say they won't, but I, I know pe- everybody t- has them, dude. Yeah, so it's like a cool for you to build a rod for that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah so it was at Eric at Eric Stackle. He might be the, the the center of the hub there, and he was very quick to to recognize that 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 deal. And so yeah. he brought in thousands of them. Thousands. Yeah. So everyone was out of them. He was stocked, and and Smart every guy. single cattle boat out of Channel Islands and Ventura, all of those harbors, all of them, every person on those cattle boats is throwing a red tube that's crazy so when they stop the boat there's 35 of these tubes <laughs> going out the boat and no bait they don't i don't even buy bait anymore that's cr- that's great for the boat almost too like you don't it's have to so rub bait you're just yeah you don't need bait once in yeah. a while you get squid and everyone's fresh and it doesn't work and the guy's going well there's a tube <laughs> they're so keyed in on that crab until it leaves yeah. we've got that fishery so it was eric was bugging me for that rod yeah so uh, that's cool, man. I, I like hearing uh, the insides of like how the rods kind of designed, you know, like how you go back and forth. Like I never knew that. Yeah. You know, so which is really cool to hear from you, like how the design works. So it has to be right. Yeah. yeah it has to yeah. be. You can, get, you can build a, any rod can cast any bait. You yeah. Really, you can give me a, give me a, give me an eighth, eighth ounce weight and I'll throw it on a swim bait, but you're not doing it right. No. You know, you're going to wear yourself out. You won't. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you know, I make my swim bait rods. Obviously they need to have the right tips for the actions that I'm hoping for. But most importantly, I designed all of the rods to cast the baits for them. So like I'm on the phone a lot, even when I'm fishing, I'm stuck <laughs> on the phone and I got it under my shoulder <laughs> pinching and, and I'm on these conversations. So I only have one arm free so I, I can load those you know, I can load up a depth 250 with one arm and the tip just burp and then you let it go and it's sent. You don't even have to roll your shoulder over nothing. Yeah. Um, cause that was, that was another thing when I came from coming the lightest possible gear and then you go into a big swim bait rod and after an hour you're like, okay, the big stuff ain't biting. I'm going to put it down and get back to that drop shot. But if you have a, a, a rig, a rod and reel that feels like a, a regular rod, you're less likely to put it down. Yeah. That's, that's so, yeah, amazing. So all of and it's cool fun. to hear from you because you've done it both. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot of guys either just swim bait fish or just tournament angling, you know, and that's it. Or you've done it both, so you kind of have seen both sides of it. Yeah, no, I obviously started tournament fishing heavily. Um, 
you know, I got into the club scene and then moved to team tournaments to pro tournaments. And it was, I knew, I knew that's what I wanted to do from a very young age. Mm -hmm. I remember having the arguments with my mom and what are you going to do? And I go save up for a truck so I could tow my boat around. That's all I need. And, um, uh, I've got my train there. Sorry. Um, ah, sorry. You're on the tournament. Kind of oh, sorry, young. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So um, I did that hardcore, and then I met who who got me into it. I mean, obviously, I was seeing the pictures, but Dana Rosen. I think Mike Brakebill introduced me to Dana Rosen, mm-hmm. and uh, I got a taste of what was really out there. And that was I put I quit tournaments for a little bit. Um, and what year was this? Ninety, probably ninety five, ninety six. So was this? The heyday kind of? No, the hate. Well, it was for us, yes. The heyday started, really got going, I think, with Dana Rosen and like um, Alan Cole. Those guys really got it cracking. Um, well, actually, going back way before then would be <laughs> Jim. I know, Jim Mason. Jim Mason. Jim Mason gave me a whole bunch of baits when I was. He has to be uh, the OG swim bait guy in the, really? whole, in the whole world. For sure. Yeah. Mason, Green Mason's up in. What the, what lake was he? Lake Casitas. Okay. So he yeah. was taking the the dinosaur, and it was a 12-inch swim bait that Marv from Worm King made for mm-hmm. the Lingcog guys. So he took that to Casitas in the 80s. Oh, shit. And no, he wasn't, he's not a flashy guy. You know, he's just an aluminum boat crushing him, crushing him. He'd bring these broomsticks in with just oh, my 13 God. and 14 <laughs> pounders. <laughs> And I was a kid at those times, just, what? I don't understand it. I couldn't grasp it. Yeah. And then it was, um, I was fishing with Dana. Dana kind of took me under his arm. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll teach you. And it was like our third trip, and I hadn't caught one, and he'd been catching them. And then we were coming in, and we cleaned up the boat, and Ken Huddleston walked by, and he was already friends with Dana. So they started shooting the shit, and he goes, well, who's this guy? And uh, he goes, oh, this is Matt. He, I'm trying to teach him how to catch him. I'm trying to get him a big bait fish. And... Uh, Ken and he goes, How'd you do? And Dan, I got one. Yeah, I got one. And then uh, Ken, he goes, How'd you do? And Ken goes, Well, I had eight. And he's walking the shoreline. And he goes, You guys, they're all the trout's getting pushed to the bank. You don't want to be in the middle. They're on the bank. So mm-hmm. he had this hard, his, one of his OG hand carved wooden baits. <sighs> and he cut it off and gave it to me. No. He way. didn't even know me, gave it to me. And I'm like, Really? Do you still have that bait? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh that's awesome, dude. So he, uh, <laughs> He goes, just walk to shoreline right here at like six in the morning. So you can bet I was there at five thirty. <laughs> and uh I remember casting it out and going, I forgot to ask him how to work it. And it was already out there and you can just see the tail kind of sticking out. And I started winding it kind of slow and you see the tail click, 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 click. I'm like, that looks I think that's that'll do. And it was five feet into my first cast and just got destroyed. Oh my God. And it ate it like five times and I never got, never got a hook up. And I, what happens when we pulled up, I got out of the car and ran. I was just, <laughs> I ran down and the guy that was driving, he was like, where are you going? I'm like, it's gone. And so he finally got down to the, to the beach and I'm like, dude, I just had like five bites. And he goes, no, come on. And he didn't believe me. So it was about an hour later, I was retelling the story. He bit it like this and this and it just got boofed again. And that was a, my first swim bait fish was a 13-pounder. Oh, my gosh, dude. So I came back the next day. Actually, I called Ken, and he goes, yeah, I'll give you another one if you'll put it in the paper. <laughs> so I'm new to the game. I, yeah. I don't care. I called the LA Times. I caught a 13-pounder at Lake Stick. Yeah. And he gave me like three more baits. That was my first taste of like that uh, industry. And how old were you at the time? 
18, 19, oh somewhere in there. Yeah. Maybe. And uh, and then uh, the next day I came back and got a 14. Oh, shit. And, uh, and that was it. That was, I'm like, why fish anything else? Yeah. So I really got into it heavily for, I'd say, four years. I was just blinders on and just swim baits only. And I learned a ton. Um, you know, the Baileys, I kind of dragged them into it. Yeah. And those guys are sharp. So the, between the three of us, there was never a bite not found. Yeah. You know, I'd be like, oh, bite's over. And, oh, no. Check this out. <laughs> so uh, it was fun. We were competitive. Yeah. But we would share. And it kept us on them all the time. And we're learning, learning, learning. And then it was, let's try mixing this into tournaments now. And there's a learning curve. You got to know when to say no. You, you just, it's not right. Stick with the drop shot. I want to win. Um, but i say the last six years, I mean, that was, that's going way back. And then I you know, went on tour for a while and did mm-hmm. all of that. Loved it, loved it, loved it. It was kind of hard to mix it in sometimes. But there would be pre-fishes where you'd pick up a hud at a weird lake and you get one. And you're like, oh. And then how, days later, not another follow. Yeah. But um, do you feel like the mixture, you, you were able to like do decent wins with the swim bait? We, we did phenomenal. I mean, when I, I you did? great partners. That's the key. You got to have a partner that doesn't want to copy you if you get bit or has his own game plan. You know, Mike Breakbill was my partner for a long time. And mm-hmm. that guy is the most incredible wormer. It's just ridiculous what that guy can do with a worm. It sounds silly, but he just catches more than anyone. So having him on the bow, I was, I was completely not thinking about anything else. And then um, I would just sit in the back and just with a smile, catch catch one a day, you're winning because he's good for a limit. And then the pro tournaments is where it changes. You know, that's when you yeah. got to make that decision. And I've, I've won a lot of money with it. Thank you know, especially like Clear Lake. Goodness, the lakes yeah. that have them, you can really put put your head down and go. No, I'll grind it out for two days. I'll get enough. Um, but yeah, so then it, then it's coming. Yeah, it's our lakes have got tougher. The big fish have really disappeared. You know, the lack of trout plants and heavy pressure. Lots of pressure, huh? Dude, it's insane. Which is good. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, for it's fishing, cool it's to great, see. Right? Yeah. But it's for the industry, it's good. But yeah, for the fish, it's very strange to see. It's all gone. Um, you know, Casitas, any day, if you didn't catch one, you're still seeing 113 pounders. Mm-hmm. And there's, I mean, it's eight, nine, 11 pounds winning tournaments over there now. Wow. And it's lack of management. They don't want to stock trout because of the hippies screaming something, you know? It's, oh, it's it's going to spawn with the bass and make a new breed. Come on. There's so many. So the hippies. They've buggered it up. But I still, you know, I went back to Casitas because now it's private, kind of. Mm-hmm. I went back and paired up with Brian Evans and we did five years straight AOI. Oh, wow, um, dude. And it was a lot of fun. And now we've both gotten through. We're so busy with careers and, and stuff that we haven't been able to focus this year on it. But uh, it's tournaments still get me going. I mean, they, yeah, they get my I stomach bet. twisted. It's just, <laughs> it's like, you know, the open. I was, I was thinking about the open and then I just went, you know, I'm not prepared to put two weeks, cut the whole life out. That's, you can't work and pre-fish. You, you can't. You're stuck on the phone for half an hour and that pattern you're working on has changed. So you, um, I just was, I don't have two weeks to just shut my phone off. Yeah. They do it right. You yeah. Know, you could show up and give it two days and I was never that guy. Like it's, but you're, you're doing assing. everything on your own. Everything. Oh, Ben. Well, Ben's, Ben's, Ben's been helping you, but other than Ben, do you have another guy like Ben? Up I have north, Dan Vesuvio okay. who, um, he, he runs uh, Picasso. 
Picasso okay. Lures. He yeah. is um, he's my he's a phenomenal sales guy for me. He's get, opens a lot of accounts. And that's that's his deal. So yeah, he works with me very closely. Okay, that's great. We talk eight times a day. So yeah. between Ben and Dan, I think I'm surrounded by. I'm so comfortable with <laughs> with what I got around me. That's um, hard to, to bring someone into if you. If you don't know if they're the right fit or not. It, oh, yeah. You know? I mean, I was by myself forever and ever. Me and Dan have been very tight. Obviously, I've, I've looked up to Ben since his video days. I mean, I've always... <laughs> and then when I see him at a trade show and he was nice to me, I was honestly, I was a little starstruck. I'm like... Is- you don't... But with Ben, I'll give him that. I remember going to Pacific Sport Coast show. Yeah. And I didn't know. I still didn't know anyone really. And I saw Ben and he's so nice. Hey, Nick! Like, you know, not many dudes are going to remember... Your fucking name. Yeah. Like Decker called me. Hey, buddy. <laughs> he calls me buddy. <laughs> he didn't know my name. He didn't fucking remember. It's fine, dude. You know, like, but it's Ben's that kind of guy where mm-hmm. he remembers you. That goes a long way. No. You know? it's, yeah. uh, when he um, he made a little post about him, you know, trying to changing things in his life. And I just sent him a little message, you know, like, good luck with everything. And if yeah. you ever were curious, to, and he replied. And I, I literally jumped up and down in the room. Yeah. Like, no way. <laughs> So yeah, I, was... I think he gives that feeling to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, he's um, he's definitely my my voice of reason. You know, I, I stress a lot. I, I do get a little uptight, and I'll call Ben going, "Oh no, we got things." Ben, no, no, just do this and this. And he's my he's definitely my voice of reason <laughs> for you sure. Do his voice too pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the one thing you guys both have in common, the video. So yeah. you both done. Kind of like a game-changing video in my eyes. I, I haven't seen yours yet, mm-hmm. but I did watch Ben's, which we're going to talk about on on another his podcast. But you did something like that too with the Bass Posse, right? Yeah, we. Um, so let's see. It started. The longest field goal ever attempted is seventy-six yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also seventy-six yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy-on, easy-off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. Back in my start chart, first game, oh, I see when it started. I had a day. There was one day I went to the, I'd been out of the country. I'd come home dying to fish and the lake had come up 45 feet, pure chocolate. And mm-hmm. everyone was just, it's, it's yeah. bad. It's bad. <laughs> and, uh, and so I was itching. I'm like, I haven't fished in like two weeks. So I couldn't find anyone to go with. I went, I was, had all my worm rods out and jig rods out. I was going to go flip some brush. And I drove by a point. I used to catch a hud fish on this when the lake was full. I threw it out, got bit. It was like an eight pounder. I remember calling Dave Hollenbeck, who I begged to go with me, and I woke him up. I got an eight pounder. He's like, Ah, I'm going back to bed. <laughs> Next cast, I got a ten pounder. Oh shit! And I call, oh, I got a ten pounder. He's like, Oh, you asshole. <laughs> Next cast, I got a twelve. Oh my! Called God. him. He goes, I'm on my way. 
So then I ended up going 27 casts in a row, and they were all, I had that eight pound over the rest were all 12 to um, 10 to 12 pounds. That's amazing. 27 casts in a row. So I, uh, I, I, I didn't have it. I had got tons of pictures, but I would really wish I had that on video. So mm-hmm. I went that night straight to the store. This is so long ago. I bought these little cam, little handy cam. Yeah. And I didn't want to tell anyone. So I went and got my mom. I said, Mom. Oh, fuck. You had your mom too. I have a mom. Can you film this? No one can know. So she came out and filmed, and I had all this cool footage, and I showed Sean Bailey. I go, look at this footage. He's like, dude, I want to do that. I go, I'm going to make a video. He goes, well, can I be part of it? I go, sure. So he starts making some footage, and he's like, can my little brother be part of it too? I'm like, if he comes up with footage. Yeah. And then I got introduced to Ike and Nelly, and he's, I'd love to do that. So I called him out, and we had a day. We had 12 swim bait fish, giant fish, and I'd filmed the whole thing. Yeah. I'm like, we've got some footage here. So we got serious about it for the next six months, and we ended up, I think we had excuse me, 60 fish over 10 pounds on film. And it's all big swim baits. What year was that, too, you did that? Mm, 2000. Oh, my goodness. That was the last year of that stuff. You you were you like yeah. walked it out. With that. <laughs> <laughs> that was well said. Um, I don't know what year that was. Oh four. It was oh five. Okay, so oh four was the big day I had. I okay. think it was oh five. Yeah, oh right? five was came six. Out. Yeah, oh okay. six. It yeah. might have come out. And this was VHS or CD or DVD? DVD. 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 And it was all done. So all of the fishing videos at the time were mm. either instructional. You got a southern guy drawing about what he's doing. It was all kinds of other stuff. And so coming from surfing, um, you know, I've surfed my whole life. Yeah. And skate, I've been you know, skating in the industry my whole life. We did it like that. So we did it punk, kind of punky music, yeah. fast edits, and just swinging in 10 It was pounders. momentum. The people that surf that will know yes. it was the momentum of fishing. Because I saw it, and when I saw it, I was like, holy shit. And Because I had lived through the 70s and the 80s at Casitas, and I had done my fair share with you know, swim, swim baits, crawdads, water dogs, you know, and then I met Darren Tachihara, who had just won a big tournament with Dana Rosen, and he had gave me the first TNT. 63-pound limit, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was, so the no, first sorry, time... Seven, 73, sorry, Ben. I started throwing this, I started throwing this thing, and I was laughing at it, and I told you that story. I was, I was back by the island in the in the the buoy the log jam was open and i went back there with him and i was like very proficient at bait fishing because that's what i did but i actually caught my first swim bait fish with a dinosaur it wasn't a dinosaur was jim gave me a bait and i caught a fish in a tree with a worm king (laughs) and and it was just really weird because i'd never even caught a freaking calico yet i caught a I caught a largemouth bass on a swim bait before I caught a calico, (laughs) right? So I went back in that thing with Darren Tochihara, and I have never seen anything like it. It, They just went off on those TNTs. He picked up one. He had two two eights on one on one plug and we ended up getting fish to like 13 pounds on those baits and i was just like okay how many of these can i buy and what the deal was it was just i think i, I think i was working for afco and there was a trade-off so i would hook him up he'd give me baits and i still have at least 10 tnts Dude, and most of them caught awesome. fish but pe- people don't understand what he's saying because to go out and throw that bait you have to be committed to one bite 
and you have to Nowadays, have that. Yeah. yeah. Back then, I mean, even Dana, when I got into it, fishing was good, but Dana would tell me stories of, oh man, I used to come out here at one o'clock. I could just cast over here. There'd be water skiers. I'd catch a 10 pounder every cast. He said, I just work, come over here. It was just no one threw it. So they're just grabbing it. Yeah. But we uh, had it good too. I mean, there was obviously I had 27 big ones in a row. And then, and then it was a month later, we set the record for one bass team tournaments. With, Did you? Uh, with a, a similar thing. We pulled up to a point. It was a worm. Was it Akasitas? Mm-hmm. Okay. Different spot. But then we, I pre fished it, found some fish on a worm. And uh, we got, got settled in. I go, I'm going to keep it honest. I'm going to throw a head. And we caught 11 in a row. Oh, my um, God. That was such a neat day. And 11 in a row. We had 38 pounds. That's crazy. Um, yeah, we had an 11-pounder in that one. That was so cool. <laughs> so, yeah. That That's was, crazy it, hearing about, I like hearing the history, too. Like, I, I told Ben, too, like, hearing about what you were doing and how good the fishing could have been what well, was then. Now, you lived through it all. So, it's yeah. kind of cool to hear guys that have been through all the stages of swim bait fishing. Yeah. You know, no, I've definitely right? seen the ups and downs and I hope there's going to be ups. There I has feel to like be. fishing's on an up all around right now. It's so big. Yeah. Huh. It is. So, when yeah. I started fishing, obviously I was in chasing girls too and all of that. <laughs> and, uh, I, I was into the club scene and all that. And, and you tell someone you're fished. That's the kiss of death. No the kiss of death. I mean, <laughs> it didn't matter. Hey, you're super cute. What do you do? Oh, I fish. Ugh. <laughs> and they're gone. They're gone. And now, or even even if if you're just talking to guys, you know, like they go, "What? You make a living fishing?" And now it's 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 everywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. My buddy does that. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just normal. Yeah. I'll wear a fish shirt in the supermarket, and people will just oh yeah, right, right. Yeah. You know? so it's it's great for the industry. It's it's massive compared to when I thought it was big. Mm-hmm. But the lakes, we don't have enough lakes. <laughs> wow. You know, you did can, you ever fish uh, Matthews? Yes, I did. I, oh, yeah, I did. How was no, that? It wasn't very good. Really? So Mike Gusti, he's the yeah, big the, DFG guy, yeah. right? Yeah. So I got invited to go. They were going to drain the lake. And so they wanted to pull all of the fish out and put them into Diamond. So he said, you know, go out, catch all the fish. And there was like four of us that got to go oh, in there on this lake that's never been fished. Yeah. Right? And uh, so I spent four or five hours working around. I finally caught a largemouth put in the well. Okay, cool. And then I'm driving across the lake and the stripers just erupted. I got stuck in that for too long and <laughs> came in. I think I had two or three bass at the end of the day. And it was pretty good. It was good enough to get another invite because no one else did that good. So I got another invite to go back. So mm-hmm. I, I said, can I bring someone? So I brought Sean Bailey. Oh. So we went fish for about an hour and we couldn't get bit. And we see the stripers in the middle. I'm like, I'm going there. So we ended up spending six hours catching stripers and we never got invited back. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was cool to be on that. There's a river up that lake. Have you been on that lake? No, I've just heard stories. My uncle was in, uh, I always say, he was in Bassack, which like 20 years. So yeah. my uncle kind of helped me get into fishing. Yeah. So he told me about one time they went and uh, told everyone at Diamond Valley, okay, let's go. We're going to hit Matthews for the day and let everyone fish it. This was yeah, a long yeah, time ago. He's yeah. been fishing since, you know, 90-something. But, uh, yeah, he. that's why I ask people, like, that have been fishing for a long time, have you been there? Yeah. Because I heard like it can, like, times people went. It's just crazy. It, I'm, I'm sure. It's yeah. a neat-looking lake. There's islands and stuff. The coolest part for me is there's a river. And mm-hmm. it's like the aqueduct or something flows into it. And mm-hmm. it's really windy. And the water is, like, mint blue. 
and you get all the way to the end of it and it's a raging rapids mm-hmm. and you can cast a jig in right through the rocks where the water comes off the rocks and we were catching stripers on jigs and largies and and i took sean bailey up there the second time i went yeah and, and i'm full speed i knew no one's on the lake so I'm going full speed through this really windy canyon. And he's going, dude, 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 stop, stop, stop. <laughs> you know, went, rawr, rawr, rawr. and then you come up to this huge raging rapids. And he's yeah. like, and you have to hold the trolling on hide and you cast right in that whitewash. And yeah. you're all in there. It's awesome. It really cool experience. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. You know what I do really like? I, I Before I even uh, kind of like knew Irod, you had that really cool video. Was it a commercial? Which one? It was an IROD commercial. Well, it might have been recently. Yeah, it's the last one you did. Oh, oh that oh, thing is so awesome. Yeah, it's really good, dude. John Ziola. Yeah. He's, God, like, I'm so stoked. We've been friends for a while. He's been on my pro staff for a while, and I keep seeing his videos. His edits are like yeah. epic. I mean, I honestly. It I'm, looks like a commercial. It looks crazy. Yeah. yeah. They're so seamless, and like the music, and, and the, I just say, I have, you know, it's a fishing video, and I have people that don't fish that will watch it in its entirety because <laughs> it's art. Yeah. So yeah, I pair. I I kind of hey, would you like to do a video with us? And he was all about it. You know, yeah. And uh, I'm still. We were doing a whole series of them. And we've. Oh, say, that's. So cool. what he's done is he's. We'll go out and film, and he'll give us like um, give me like three to five one thirty second one minute little uh, social media mm-hmm. teasers, and then he does a big thirty minute one at the end, and that's the first one that came out. Yeah. And. Uh, the feel of it and i loved how we did the groms too instead of going like high high speed pros those two kids have been with me since the day one wow they were like 12 and 13 years old they Mm -hmm. don't know any other company basically yeah and so when when john said you know pick some hardcore groms those two kids came to my head immediately because they've been using them their whole life yeah yeah now it's 10 years later and now they're fishing they got boats they're traveling they're doing it and so it was really neat working with the enthusiasm of those kids instead of using big pros and we we have some great pros Mm -hmm. i just thought that that touched a lot of people and we got a lot of feedback because it's it makes accessible for everybody to feel like they can can do it. which is a big thing which i kind of like how you kind of have like a cool promotional stuff too, mm-hmm. you know, like with T and I've met some of the, uh, yeah. uh, Jake, he's really good. J- yeah. 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 We're going to do one with him and T. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, um, yeah. So it's cool that you guys are kind of doing something a little different. I talked with Phoenix before, but same mm-hmm. thing. I, I like the promotional stuff. I think it's cool. I think it's cool to have people maybe that don't have the followers, but will promote yep. your product. Yeah. I think yeah. that's super cool. T has been, uh, yeah, T over at Savon. He's been yeah. he's been a huge, huge yeah. help. I mean, he's really pushed me into an area we weren't in. Yeah. And um he's he's hungry. He gets it, you know, and he um you know, he's injured. he's coming out with this new line of rods he's helped me design. Awesome. And it's the Coastal series. Yeah. Um and he's uh he's put it together a, a little group of guys that are all you know, going to be using them That's and pumped cool. on them and he's really done a good job of you know, I've got my way of doing things, and he's a little different, and and I and it's great. It's always working fantastic. It's always good to have different uh, look looks on the company, of course. Yeah, you know? no, it's nice. I mean, it's uh, yeah, no, I, I like you know he's he's done a great job, and I, and I'm looking forward to these rods coming out because he's um he's got so much hype on them. Usually, I I keep things quiet because I've been poached a lot. I'm uh, sure that happens. Oh right? God! But I don't have the money to blow things up and say, "Hey, yeah. world, this is what I'm doing." And so, if I if I launch something my way, 
it's it doesn't get seen by the world fast, so it's very easy to poach. Like, yeah. oh yeah, well we've got a million bucks to throw that out and say it's our idea. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there wasn't, and I'm not. I don't want to be the, the, the turkey talking guy, but no, I mean, there no. wasn't a green fluorescent green rod in the whole world. And when I came out with it, everyone went, that's a bit aggressive. There's not a rod company that does not use that color now. But I know it's eye rod. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. I know that's an eye rod. Like when I see the green, it sticks I'm like, out that's really well. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I know that if I see another one, do it, I'm like, oh, I already did that. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there, hey, there, there's some real close ones. There's some scary. I mean, there's yeah. one company came out and they copied component for component, changed the logo uh, to look like how mine. do you do uh is there infringement on that or no? no I don't. No. It's not worth if, if fishing's even yeah. if there was, is it worth the energy and money yeah. to go after them? No. And it's been my, and it, you know, someone's going to hear this and go, yeah, let's take advantage of Matt and his attitude <laughs> no, here. No, But when something bad happens to, to me or the business, yeah. instead of me focusing on that, I go, it was, I've done that. I've, gone, I've got all turmoil and I've got I to straighten this out. You're putting all that energy into the past. Into something that's and not, negativity. Yeah, and it makes yeah. you upset, and you go to sleep pissed. So I, I've, I don't want to say it's a, a laissez-faire attitude because it's not. It's it's I got to roll it away, and move on to what I am doing. Um, instead, you know, I've seen too many people get into these battles. There's companies that like battle. That's crazy. And it's like that. All that energy you put into battling him could have been the next line of rods. So I've. I just choose to just, you know, it gets my stomach upset a little bit. You know, so I, I do take it personally sometimes. Um, but You got to, you put your heart and soul into something. It's like, mm-hmm. you're like and I, if you're doing something good, someone else is going to copy it. That's how, just how it, it works with it, anything. Anything in this yeah. industry is evil like that too. Yeah. Um, it's just come, kind of accepted now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you just got to keep, and, and you know, it's, I'll change the subject a little bit. It, it keeps you moving forward. Now I'll go to another thing like fishing little lakes. I put a lot of time into Casitas and we won a lot of tournaments there. Mm-hmm. And if I won on a spot, the next tournament, there's no chance I will get on that spot. So during the, the, the next tournament, I won't even, I'm not even going to look at it. I'm stressed on finding a new spot. The rest of the field is all fighting over that spot. And then you win the next one. Like, how do you keep winning the next one? I go, I, I have to find something new every week because of you guys that's what you why do you're is- not married right <laughs> <laughs> new tail every week yeah. no, no, <laughs> no, no, no i'm just kidding lack of i mean it's 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 bed at bed at nine o'clock and up at <laughs> no. four you, know, you have no social no life. but i i hear a lot of dudes that think outside the box say the same thing you do because mm-hmm. yeah with baits like you look on instagram everyone's using this one bait then you go fishing with some guys and i'll be like you think they're using that bait, but they're fucking not. They're no. using something way different. Oh, I win tournaments, you know? and, and everyone goes, "Ah, the swim bait bites on Newman one," and I'm like, "Yeah, that was a five pound drop shot." <laughs> but I will never lead on. They'll go, "Dude, how big are the you know swim bait bite?" And you just kind of, yeah. It's Do they look at? Does everyone come look at the boat and see what? You're oh yeah, on? it's a game, and I, we play the game. Uh, you know, they're all gonna hear me now and go, oh, "Newman," but we'll play if we get on a really good bite. And I've done this before. Me and Sean got into a good, I mean, amazing deep crankbait <laughs> bite. It was amazing. And no one had just figured it out yet. So we come in, we chopped off all the baits, and then we put on Texas rigs. And then we took white grubs and we ripped them up and scattered them all over the boat. Oh. <laughs> 
that's the best. I would have tied on like all swim baits or all, well, you know? yeah. And, and people came over the boat, and they're, they're, no one wants to say, "What are you doing?" They go, hey, "Hey, man, how's it going? What's for dinner tonight?" And they're just looking at every rod. And I can see everyone looking at the white grubs. Oh, they're like, so and they're going, funny, "They're dude. sight fishing them," you know. And, <laughs> I didn't say a word. No one asked me. Just white grubs all over the boat. Not talking so about you, white. Let's move on past white grubs. There's been a lot of controversy about the white grub lately. So. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's a <laughs> me and Mike stain. That's a <laughs> yeah. big stain on the industry there. But we all knew that one. Didn't yeah, we? I, I think everyone said the same thing. And I really haven't talked to. I talked to Gilbert a little bit about it. But other than that, like the the, the, it, the funny thing is, is I think us on the West Coast, we all knew it. Mm-hmm. We all had a feeling. I had a feeling from the day one, and I, just a feeling. That's all it was. It was just weird decisions made and then i heard we all heard about what was going on about five years ago Mm -hmm. and it never got traction it just didn't so then they came up with that video and i think people needed to see something and then they started reading what was already published before did you know do you know mike uh yes yeah Yeah. have you has anyone talked to him since like is he okay no he's off he's off the he's He's off the grid yeah i I mean it's a shitty i don't wish ill on anybody i mean you know mike hart dug a big hole and i feel bad i mean was know. that the one he did at the one that yeah. billy egan talked about on the podcast yeah was yeah. billy the tournament director at that one yeah yeah was billy that yeah yeah. yeah i know billy he was had fishing to with you with know <laughs> no no Mike billy Hart was with Simitella. Oh, oh for the team oh Giants. no well he was the tournament director billy egan, billy was the yeah, tournament yeah, yeah. director because yeah. he came the day that dropped the uh mike uh, long we released billy's episode and he talks about that story when he was so it was like yeah. i didn't even know like it was like Oh man, <laughs> it's, it's crazy how you can get addicted to the, that fame and spotlight. I mean, it, yeah, but you got you, you have to live with yourself. Like, I'm not going to get into something, but I was accused of cheating, and I had to go through every channel to prove that I well, didn't. If you talk, let's hear about it. I don't no, want to talk about it because the person, the person that accused me, was someone that's really oh. within the the realms right now, and just. To think that I I would never do anything like that I wouldn't yeah no, it's just it's just like I've let go eight founders that I accidentally snagged yeah they, on a bed they ate it and I swung but you, and it came it's on the because cheek. you guys have a good moral it, no, it's our parents yeah. it's it makes our parents me, did it yeah. to yeah. us yeah. it makes me sick if you do something wrong it makes me sick you know if yeah, I've no. you've done anything are you bed fishing will you bed fish I was bed fishing and you it, will bed it, fish though. Oh, will I? Because some people's... I will, but I, I do hate it. I loved it growing up. Mm-hmm. Because me and me and the boys were catching 10, 12 pounders before work. It was really, <laughs> really cool, you know. But um, tournaments, I hate it. And it's my personal thing. I hate it because I want to get on with fishing. And I don't want to sit there and stare at a damn fish that might... To puff on your bait for... <laughs> oh, it's just so stressful. I just want to go fish. I want to fish and not stare at this damn thing. And yeah. then you, and if you pull away and then you see someone bolted to one, then there's a head game. You're like, dude, how big is that yeah. one? Am I, uh, I shouldn't be out here. So you have to throw it in, but I will leave it to the last possible deal. Like, okay, there's nothing else. I got to hit the bank. Yeah. Um, and it's... Like I said, I... I, I if I saw a 10-pounder on a free fishing day, I'm going to stop and try and catch him. <laughs> um, but tournaments, it bugs me so bad. Nothing, not, I don't bug people are doing it. I don't mind. It's, yeah. But it just bugs me. It's going down. I want to fish fish. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. I mean, I just, I, I like to hear someone, your outlook since you're a tournament fisherman too. Like, Yeah. I've yeah. only had a couple tournament guys. I had a, 
gosh, I had uh, what's his name, uh, Greg Vincent from mm-hmm. Fishhead. He called yeah. in. Okay, he's a really cool guy. Yeah, uh, I think I'm trying to set up with uh, Demiki uh, with the Brian Thread. Yep, he's yep. gonna call in too. But Daniel from Demiki's in the he's come. good, dude. Yeah, Daniel's yeah. great, man. He's helped us out a lot at the podcast. Giving me so. some baits in the past. Yeah, yeah. he's a yeah. great guy. So I'm gonna do calls, but just with dudes that i that are huge <laughs> yeah it sounds yeah, yeah, horrible yeah. all the big guys get cons if you're a local <laughs> dude you, you know like i mean there's some other people too that are going to come on but it's cool to hear from tournament guys because it's like that's yeah. what they do dude it's like and i've had a lot of saltwater bass tournament but i think freshwater is a little different it's different you know the, because everything's so yeah saltwater you can find it half of an island yourself yeah you could get or, a 38 yeah, pound yeah. bag like nothing right it's, it's easy you know what <laughs> <laughs> the fr- if you ever if you ever want to if you ever want to step up to the world go and fish I fish the team tournaments the bass tournaments and when I say bass freshwater bass it's a different deal it's cut cut throat I mean there's just the the not the drama I guess it's the anxiety that goes into it don't care who you are you'd be bulletproof and that launch you've put so much if you're dedicated you've put so much into practice Mm -hmm. and you've changed out your lures a thousand times you've put a dot on it in the back here you've red hook here whatever it is you 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 think you got it this hours in your boat um and then uh ah, sorry i got stuck on that one (laughs) my brain goes too fast tournament Um, fishing tournament fishing and the the switch up from uh, you know the anxiety and yeah the stress. So, so yeah the anxiety before you launch am I gonna get that spot yeah if I don't get that spot I'm screwed yeah and that's the not screwed because you can't say that to yourself because then your your the buzzer goes and mm-hmm. you, you I've had tournaments I have, a, I have a great tournament where I um I drew I had a spot that seemed so obvious it was absolutely it was at Clear Lake it was a huge tournament and it was it was just loaded in the morning you only had about twenty minutes and it mm-hmm. was incredible. Still to the day, it was incredible. And I drew boat 140. And I was done. I, just, yeah. I was done. I was like, I'm, I'm sick to my stomach. I don't have anything else after after 7.30. I'm lucky if I can catch two fish. And it's yeah. going to take 35 to win. So you're betting, some of these lakes, you're betting on a time slot in the morning. Ugh, it's horrible. That's crazy do. to think about. Like, you're not bet, you're not thinking the whole day. You're thinking, I got to get to this fucking spot and hit yeah. my fish at this time yeah. or I'm fucked. I'm, I'm screwed. Yeah. yeah, you're screwed. And and uh, I, I I remember racing down the lake. I told my, my buddy all about him. It's, it, it doesn't happen. But And it was a long drive. And, uh, and we're driving, driving. The sun's in my eyes. And we just get under that sun. I can see the spot. And there's no one there. And I just start punching my buddy in the arm. I'm like, oh, no way. And we pulled up. And it's just every cast, seven, eight pounders. It was so exciting. Shit. But that could have gone wrong. Yeah. Just like that. And then you come in. You, you're a hero. For the first five minutes of a tournament, or you're like, "What happened to you, dude? I didn't get my spot, and I, you know, I, I caught two, three pounds." Yeah. So it's uh, you can be so prepared, and it just doesn't, it doesn't. You know, everything can change yeah. so quickly, and there's so com- so cutthroat people. I mean, they'll, I've had people see me pre-fishing a spot, or you know, and they know, or they just, you know, they, they figured it out that I'm going to hit it, and they'll go there not really knowing how it lays out, just, just to block you. me. <laughs> like you know we know it was a morning thing. i couldn't understand the spot but yeah you know, if you got it you're gonna get 30 pounds again so I, they just sit on it and they just oh they just do it just to make sure you don't win they'll try it <laughs> they they think they can fish it but you're looking at them going dude the, the ledge is right behind you and you're like 
sitting on it. Oh, sheesh. You know, and it's, they're just doing it, A, because, a, because they think they can try and match you. And I'm not saying I'm great. I, no, I'm not. but they, they didn't put the homework in that you did. No, and, and you then know? you sit on it, and, and it's out of spite half the time. And so you, you have to let that go. You know, you just let it roll off. And Do you ever get in arguments with dudes on the lake? I used to. Yeah. I used to. When I mean, I when you're immature. tournament fishing. No, no. Oh, just oh, fishing. <laughs> I've had some, <laughs> had some silly ones in the past, and I've been um, reprimanded by the right people. You know, just <laughs> get your shit straight. That's good. Um, you know, I grew up on the beach. Fight. Not that I was a. I'm never a mad or even person, but the camaraderie gets you into a lot of fights. Yeah, there's a lot of adrenaline in the water, and and it happens. So I grew up like that, and then when I kind of brought it, not brought it, but I just it was a zero shit taking attitude and it just doesn't work in fishing it's too tight knit and you, mm-hmm. you fight one guy and instantly you're a bully loser so um i learned that quick and uh i'm not a tough guy i'm not i'm not but i learned that quick and now uh you know somebody can pull right up to me and cast over my line and this happened in a toc the guy pulled up cast it over my line and i just reeled it in i went to the next spot and my buddy's like why'd you do that and i go i can't fish with shaky legs uh, I'm not, I didn't say a word. I didn't say a word. Yeah. I just slow, put the rod down. I didn't even throw the rod. I put it down. I go, well, I'm going to move. And you go, this is your good spot. And I'm like, I can't fish when my legs are shaking like this. Because you're so angry. Angry, yeah. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's, I'm not, if I was so angry, I would have said like, come on, dude. But I just, then you start a verbal discussion slash argument, and now you're out. You're yeah. out of the game. You're, your uh, hands you are shaking. Focus. So I've learned that, you know, my best tournaments, your best fishing is done when you're so calm and almost daydreaming and so if you're focused on this guy or or just the adrenaline going through your hands you're done you're done yeah. you're out for the whole day so wow. and i've done you know i've fished thousands of tournaments i've learned that you get to your first spot and someone's just going to bump your boat it's legal in some of these tournaments and they'll push on are your you boat. serious it's legal you could bump someone you can't boat. bump but you can get within an inch it doesn't matter you know team tournaments they say 50 yards whatever but in the pro stuff there's none of that <sighs> So you can literally catch three in a row and have a guy come right on your bow so you can't cast off the bow. I've had a guy cast over my bow, and I had to put my foot on his line. His line was over my bow, and I put my foot on it. I'm going to cut your line, and it became an argument. That was when I was younger. But but that's... Except that's not acceptable. It's not ex- you know, yeah, like, no. It isn't. But it's, it's, it's a valid reason to get mad. <laughs> but you get mad, your day's done. And that's where you have to it's go. The, he's uh, talking about the mental state. Yes. Yeah. If no, lose, I get what you're you, saying. Your yeah. day's done because you're in your head playing an argument out the rest of your day with yeah. this dude. Oh, I should have said in the this face and wait till we get to the ramp. Yeah. I've had the, oh, I'll see you at the ramp. And it's useless. Absolutely useless. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, once the tournament's over, the adrenaline drops off, you end up shaking the guy's hand anyway. It, it's or, or you just hey that's you maybe you take, me and you, you take, me and Ben are hotheads over here we would have fucking I, I, I've been <laughs> that guy you and take you take the enjoyment out of what you're doing though I know yeah. I I gotta tell you I still like you're a bigger man than me we we're in Cedros and I had caught three yellows off this one spot. And I was sitting there on it, and I turned to my left, and this guy's slow trolling mackerel because he's been watching me catching these. And he goes right over my spot. They don't want the mackerel. They wanted the iron. But I lo- totally lost my cool, took my surface iron, threw it over the top of his boat, hooked his mackerel, and wound his mackerel back to the <laughs> boat. And the captain was on my boat was just like, oh, my gosh. And I'm screaming and yelling, and, and everybody in the boat's going, relax, relax. And you know what it was? 
I couldn't understand how someone could walk up and stand in front of me in line before I'm going to lie. And I've been waiting in line for an hour, but they're going to stand in front of me. And and then I backed (laughs) off and I didn't say anything else and I relaxed. But what you know, I let him get the best of me instead of just going, well, I caught three instead of zero because I knew I could have caught two more off the spot. And I was like, "Ah, I don't get it. But you know what? That's Mexico. They're going to do whatever they want to do, right? They do it here, too. They do it here. Because I was sitting there, someone was talking to me down there, and they're going, well, wasn't that? And I'm like, dude, I fly a kite for big fish. And how many times has people ran through my kite gear and stuff? When they do, she, they can't see the kite, and they they go right over your yummy? They're like, you're fishing it too far back. I mean, oh, man, what is wrong with these people? Yeah. Don't yeah. let it ruin you. You're teaching me something. I'm listening. I'm older. Yeah. I'm listening again. Knock it off. Yeah, you're, yeah, I think it's a good way to think about it, too, if people are yeah. listening. Like- and the longer you practice it, you really can preach it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a lot of my friends. Um, I've had a lot of friends that, that have gone, man, you've really changed. You know, and it's... Uh, you feel like you used to be a real hothead? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was. I mean, I had a temper, not but just people. I just, you know, I'd build a model plane. It didn't look right. I'd jump on it um oh i could i i i I think i'm kind of like that like where i've fucking thrown stuff i built and just because i'm like it didn't come out yeah and then you look at it and you're going dude you're such an idiot like all you had to do was just 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 fix the wind you know and now it's totaled and that was when i was a kid and as you grow up you obviously i've learned from those temper tantrums and then obviously you know getting in conflicts with people you you can't stay calm. I don't care if you're if you're Tyson. You're not going to stay calm, <laughs> and that's where you're at. For me, I guess maybe I have a huge and adrenaline in port because my legs just knock so hard when I'm mad. And I think that's any. I mean, everyone get. I've yeah. I've had experiences. You can't since, since I've done this podcast with dudes. <laughs> yeah, and it's the same way. I walk back into my truck. I called my wife and I'm like, I want to fucking punch this motherfucker in the face. She's like, you can't. You got a podcast. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Okay. So, that's yeah, it. No, you I, know, and I think that's a good way to think. It's like, just blow it off. Yeah. Okay. And then we're know? in the, you know, we're all in the limelight now. I'm not that we're, you know, famous, but, you know, people, people see what you're doing. We're out there. <laughs> and I remember getting into it, an argument. Um, I was with Stan Vandenberg and we were fishing and we had, <laughs> we had caught a bunch of swim bait fish in a row. We were having a moment. And this guy comes down the bank. He's, I can't even think of his name. I probably wouldn't bring it up, but he's an old, old timer on the lake. And he has intimidated me my whole life. Pushed me off of spots when I was 10 years old. I mean, he's just a grumpy, scary guy. He comes down the bank and starts giving me an MF that I cut him off. And I'm like, we've been here for 30 minutes. And it, I lost it. So I threw, a, <laughs> I threw a hood at him and hooked his pants. Oh, shit. And I'm trying to pull him in. And Vandenberg comes up to me and bear hugs me. What are you doing? And I'm like, I'm going to get this guy. It's payback. And he's like, you, people are looking at you. Not now, but like, yeah, I was just going pro. I was just, I had sponsors. And and he's literally from behind bear hugging me going, you are out of control. You are going to lose everything if you keep this up. And that resonated with me so hard. I don't think I've been in a fight since. Yeah, but... uh that's a big accomplishment to hook someone's pants. Dude, no, I could, I could see. Uh, that's crazy. I, I was, mean, yeah. I, I'm, I mean, I got a temper. I'm sure Ben does too, and I would do the same shit. I, that, I get mad, and I, I've gotten arguments on the lakes before with people. It's like, 
Yeah, you get I, arguments everywhere. I'll be, you know, fishing in the fucking ocean. No. And yeah. you think, man, I'm in the ocean and this fucking asshole, you know, comes we, right up on you. I'm like, really? I had one last week and I just, we got such a laugh at it. We had our kite out. You know, we're, there's no one or Evan Salve was next to us. We're mm-hmm. chatting with him and this yacht comes up and I'm like, what is he doing? He's coming right up my backside, right into my kite. And he's, he's got a kite out. So he gets it and he drives. I have to wind my bait up so it goes over his house. I mean, oh no, oh no, and I'm winding <laughs> as fast as I can. And it goes over his house and, and I was, I don't know what, you know, you're not going to start MFing someone in yachts, right? But then Evan gets on the radio and he's in tears. <laughs> and then I'm in tears. And, and yeah. we made such a good thing about that, you know, we're like, you know, yeah. you know, Weston was on the other side of him and this, this guy's clueless and he comes within like eight feet of both of us. And just wrecked all of our kite lines. And we just, all of us were in tears laughing. Like, what do you do? Yeah. You know, it's. Yeah, we're going to chase him down or something. I'm just I mean, going to free like, yeah. school and drop that bait back down and it's all over. Yeah. It's all over. What so. you end up doing is yelling and no one hears you. <laughs> or you get on the radio and never, now you're never, a sourpuss. I never get on the radio. I'm screaming and yelling thinking they're hearing me and they don't hear me. I'll do the airplane <laughs> direction thing. Like, hey, line here. Go that yeah. Way. You know, and they don't copy that. You're like, you have to. Oh, I sound like an idiot. You ha- you, there's idiots out there. Yeah, there's so many, and idiots are le- let's say less educated people. Not in, just in life, just common sense. Yeah, and you can't you can't blame them. Sometimes you know, like you go, like, you know, he doesn't know. He didn't know he drove into my yummy. Obviously, he which is thinking. a good when you're not mad. You're gonna think that way because like everyone, I dropped my fucking boat off my trailer before. Everyone, when you're learning, it's like this. Yeah. Maybe this dude is a millionaire. He's like, I want a yacht. That's He's it. fucking like, yeah. I, I'm doing he, it, you he know? He didn't drive into my kite yeah. on purpose. Yeah. He didn't. He was a clueless to look up. That took me a little bit. When you when you get around boats, yeah. you have to look up behind every boat to make sure it's clear. Mm-hmm. He, obviously, he was new enough. He didn't know. Yeah. So, and I, I, I jumped straight to that conclusion. It keeps your day happy. Which is a good conclusion to jump yeah. to to make you not get, flip out. <laughs> Let's talk about these big tuna right now. <laughs> <laughs> have you caught a couple? Yeah, I caught my biggest one two days ago. How big was it? Oh, it's that game we didn't put on a scale. We taped it, so it's... Um, what is it? Don't say it, don't wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I will I will guesstimate, uh, based on measurements, it was pushing 300 pounds. Wow. Um, and it's my, it's, you know, it's, it's my fish. It's no one else's, so I know in my head. You it did was, that in your boat? Yes. Yeah. That's, no, we, a, that's your stoke then, because it's on your boat. My boat with two people who had never done it before, my best friends. Oh. And a little boat, when we're way out, 70 miles out, on my little 21-footer. <sighs> and you know, we've, this is my eighth one now, over 200. And this one was, wow. that was the, it was. It were was these weird friends tripping out? Yeah. I mean, they were, um, one of them my, I have a partner in the boat, and he's been out with me 15 times, never caught one. Okay. And then Sean Bailey. Who, you know, my history's deep with him. He's never been he's never, big tuna fishing. He has, like, you know, when I was younger doing it, he was younger with me doing it too. Mm-hmm. But he's been out of the game for a long time, tournament fishing. Yeah. And uh, so I took him out last week and we went popper fishing and we caught a bunch of 50 pounders. And he got, he was like, oh my God, this is so fun. Yeah, like, the popper, I bet, man. Let's go for the big one next week. <laughs> so it was literally like, a, a, okay, this is what's going to happen. This is what you have to do. This is what you have to do. And I had to teach these guys. I'm used to a crew that just, it just kite goes up. The bait's rigged. We're all in sync. And then for to have these guys, me teaching them what to do, and then hand the reel to my buddy and go, now wind it to tease it and watch this super cow eat it. 
it's uh it was a highlight of my life i think i mean yeah it's uh it's just the prep the thought everything that goes into it is so gnarly and sharing it with your best friends too is like, that that's, that's it that makes the whole yeah i wouldn't mm. have meant as much on the cattle boat yeah it was like cool i killed that fish the captain took me to it i dropped the line out and I ate but, it but you're the captain now captain and rigor and and it's my you know like even i think everybody is probably um, even more advanced than i am but i just figured something out myself i've never fished with anyone to teach me yeah so i just figured out something the other day with the kite that worked and you know then i brought it up to people and oh yeah we've been doing that and i go oh see i just figured that out yeah it's neat but it's better to figure it out sometimes for yourself you know why you 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 know the reason why it sticks in your head Mm -hmm. huge yep and i literally i'd figured it out I've, I've caught a lot of fish on kites now, but you know, we were having a, kind of a rough day, and I just started figuring out some, some manipulation I was doing, and then I'd handed the rod to my buddy. I go, did you see what I was doing? Because I got some big blow-ups doing it. They yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't stick. So he saw me, go, yeah, yeah, and I put the rod in his hand. He's never done this ever. And I hear him engage the reel, and he's doing, he's do, he's doing it, and then I just hear him go, oh, my God. <laughs> and I just spin around and this thing's in the air. It ate it and it was just a perfect jump over the moon. <sighs> Kite released and we're on. Yeah, that's amazing. It's uh Do you have video of it? I do. No, you do? Oh, do you? no, not of the bite. It was no. as soon but as when you're reeling it in, you yeah. As soon as the thing uh, collapsed, cool, you know, the clip released, I just leaned over and pushed go. So I have it and we killed that fish and well the whole video from getting in the boat and us ogling it was forty five minutes. So we wow. did it in like thirty minutes. That's crazy. On one of our rods, too. I'm stoked. Oh, is it on an iRod, too? Oh, yeah, awesome, we've got dude. Yeah, we've got a new line of rods coming out in about a month or so. It's a little weird timing, but um, they're all big, big Tuna. cow rods. Okay. 150-pound wow. rods. Wow. Rail rods, kite rods. Yeah. And uh, that, that's that been super fun, too. You're going off over there on the phone, bro. I, I, could... I, keep... <laughs> I turned it off. <laughs> I'm just messing with you, man. We don't care. Unless you got to get it, if you have uh, to get that's, the, that's the iRod hotline. Oh, that, <laughs> <laughs> give him a call, guys. Give the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, uh, is there anything you guys want to touch on about iRod? Anything new coming out? Um, any new uh, new things you got lined up for next year? Maybe Fred Hall, anything like that? We, there, yeah, it's nonstop. There's always some new, new, exciting things. Uh-huh. Um, you might have even heard me and Ben discussing before we started. Mm-hmm. We're up to something. I can't talk about it yet, but. Uh, there, yeah, I'm trying to make a, a, a big splash next year. Okay. Um, you think you'll have that out by Fred Hall? What is that? That's February, January, March. February. It, March. It's a very possible. Cool. Yeah, very cool. possible. Awesome. Yep. I know all of the uh, those big rods will be obviously okay. making a proper debut there because the season will be coming. Mm-hmm. We're coming out with these right at the end of it. Um, and then the Coastal Series will be in. We're going to expand that fast. Okay. Um, I have a feeling it's going to be pretty good line. It's got a good, good momentum. So that coastal series is only two rods right now, two very popular rods. I would say it'll be five rods in cool. a, a few months. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those two series, and then we're doing. Not saying too much. Something big in the bass, or um, you know, a Ooh. whole different deal. That'll be cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Ooh. it's nonstop. It is. It's <laughs> it's work 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 plan plan plan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Squeeze thanks again for coming on, dude. Uh, yeah. Ben, thank you. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, they could reach you on Instagram at irod fishing. Okay, yep. and uh, the website is just irod irodfishing dot com. Okay. And um, you t- the YouTube is irod fishing as well, and that's where all these new videos are and going. You're, you're pretty much everywhere, local tackle shop wise. 
Yes, I think. Yeah, I most think you're long the... fin performance, Davon. Not, not the long, long fin yet. <laughs> oh, not yet, Eric. <laughs> we're there, buddy. Tom, <laughs> hello. <laughs> Please, Eric. Uh, Fisherman's but, uh, access. Are you guys there? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay, so you're pretty much ever except the long fin right now. Yeah. I mean, locally to where we're right in SoCal right here. Yeah. yeah okay. You know, back east, the bass is that, that's a island tackle big. has the product. Okay. Great. Yep. Who, uh, uh, Hogan's, Ken's, Hogan's, Hogan's, Ken's, Ken's has the product. Great. Obviously, Mark and Save on are big. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Eric's tackle. Um, I know we're missing some. I'm sorry. I, no, I'm sorry because I'm going to get that's smacked. Your, that's your job, Ben. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm thinking as fast as I can think. <laughs> oh, East County Bait and Tackle. Oh, of course, yeah. They've been with me from the early oh, that's days. Cool, yeah, right? early days. Those guys kill it. Great. Yeah, well, everyone go buy an iRod, dude. Help support Matt. He's doing something cool. Um, stay tuned for more stuff to come out. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> See ya.